Hey, this is Tom Matthews, and you're listening to the Horror Homeschool Podcast. And remember, fuck you, Jason. Welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Chris? Oh, man, I feel like shit. Two years later and the Rona finally got me. So, yeah, I'm suffering <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm so Apologies sorry. to everyone listening, because I know that my voice can't be pleasant to listen to on this episode. <laughs> but I'm they- powering through. I did uh, an episode on COVID, right? When I had COVID. You did, but you sounded pretty normal. You didn't sound as bad as this, I don't think. You just sound like your voice is just deeper. (laughs) Maybe this is how I'm meant to sound as a a man. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I love your voice. (laughs) got a very high-pitched voice for a man. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Abby always makes fun of it. Really? That's funny. No, I don't think you have a high-pitched voice at all. I think I have a pretty deep voice for a woman. Oh, I'm just going to be taking lots of sips of water. So That's all right. Yeah. People can Apologies get over it. They don't want to listen to this everyone. episode. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> but how are you? Um, I'm good. I'm just waking up, trying to get motivated to do stuff, so... Yeah, but um. So, so today we are talking about what? Jason Takes Manhattan? We are talking about the eighth installment in the Friday the 13th series, Jason Takes Manhattan. So, you know, um, that sounds like a, uh, a dirty movie. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it. It does. Because <laughs> I think there was like a um, dirty movie in like the 80s called... Um, like Debbie takes Dallas or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so this is the eighth one, huh? This is the eighth one. It is written and directed by Rob Hedden and released on the 29th of July in 1988. So it was one year after part seven. And technically, this is the last Friday the 13th movie as New Line Cinema took over after this one. And... Uh, they technically lost the rights to the title Friday the 13th. So that's why we don't get any more parts after this. And it's all mm. um, titles. So we get Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X. Um, and then Paramount, they got the rights back in 2009 when they did the reboot. Um, and side note, I mean, we'll get into this more later on, but I actually class this 
as the last Friday movie in main canon because nothing after this really kind of follows on or makes any sense chronologically. But I we'll feel get like to that. this one didn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, especially the way this ends, you, you would think like how how can any of this carry on? How can we get any more Jason movies after this, right? Jesus Christ. Um, so let's uh, let's do the synopsis and then we'll do some trivia. So the synopsis is as follows. One year after the events of the New Blood, Jason Voorhees is accidentally awakened from his watery grave and ends Again. up stalking a ship full of graduating high school students headed to Manhattan, New York. So let's do some trivia. I've got I've got a fair bit of trivia because I find this movie fun to talk about. <laughs> so at the time of its production, Jason T- Takes Manhattan was the most expensive film in the series with a budget of over $5 million. Um, it received substantial attention for its initial marketing campaign, featuring Jason Voorhees slashing through the I Love New York logo with a knife. And the first poster <laughs> featured Jason holding a bloody knife but that was later then cleaned up for a second poster for fear that the blood was too graphic. However, both the posters ended up having to be pulled after New York City Tourism Committee filed a complaint against Paramount Pictures. Oh, my God. New York <laughs> New York people are so into themselves. They're like Texans. We're all so into ourselves. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, I do like that poster, actually. It's, it's quite cool and corny. Um, at 100 minutes long, this is the longest running time of any of the Friday the 13th films. Um, did you feel that runtime? Did you think it was long? Um, actually, I didn't. Like, the only reason why I had, like, told you that I had those, like, 20 minutes left is because I was watching it uh, before bed. And then Kevin was like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. So I just turned it off. Um, I must admit, I it flies by for me. Like, yeah, I, I it didn't feel that long. I mean, yeah. it kept me intrigued, I guess. <laughs> You're wondering, when are they going to get to New York? <laughs> so the next bit, um, the original child actor cast as Jason struggled with the underwater scenes. Luckily, the editor, Steve Merkovich's similarly aged son, Tim Merkovich, was visiting the set that day and was able to play the part. So you may have noticed a switch in mm-hmm. the uh, the kid Jason halfway through, <laughs> which I mean, I would have thought like if they're casting someone for this part, surely that's in like the job description. Like the kid knows what he's getting into, right? Right. <laughs> You've got this gig. You're gonna have to be in the water for ninety nine percent of the time. Is that okay? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But whatever. The parent probably was just like, nope, you can do it. I don't care. Yeah, that's very true. Um, in promotion for the film, Kane Hodder appeared as Jason Voorhees on the Arsenio Hall show. Did I pronounce that right? Is that familiar to you? Arsenio Hall show? Um, yeah, I think, I, I think, is that a talk show in the late 80s? A-R-S-E-N-E-I-O. Arsenio. Arsenio Hall show. Anyway. Remember, I lived a very... Can watch talk shows. (laughs) So he um, completed the entire interview without speaking and remained in character. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. (laughs) 
I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm going to have to watch it. That's awesome. Good old Kane embracing the character, whole hog. Um, so this grossed $14.3 million at the domestic box office, making it the poorest performing film in Friday 13th. Ah, <laughs> the film received overwhelmingly negative reviews for what critics saw as weak humour, unintelligent plotting, and a failure to effectively deliver on the promise of its subtitle. <laughs> um, Rob Hedden originally wrote more of the movie to be set in New York. He'd written scenes set in Madison Square Garden, the Brooklyn Bridge, Statue of Liberty, and the Empire State Building. But Paramount told him that budget would not allow him to spend that much time in New York. So he was forced to rewrite the film and spend more time on the cruise ship. Um, the Lame. final film barely resembles Hedden's original script. And he Excellent. agrees with fans who complain that not enough time was spent in New York, given the title. Um, and during production, many of the cast and crew began calling the movie Jason Takes Vancouver uh, because mm. this is this is because Vancouver doubled for New York in various scenes due to budgetary reasons, uh, as Paramount refused to uh, budget the extensive filming locations in New York, except for two days of filming in Times Square. All of the scenes in the dock, sewer, alleys, and the diner were filmed in Vancouver. Um, and due to negative feedback from fans, Rob Hedden himself um, said that the film isn't what he wanted it to be. And he's reportedly apologised to fans who were disappointed by it. And he's since disowned the film. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is really sad. They should remake it. Yes, I'm all for that. I think that would be ballin' if they remade it. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Kane Hodder said that one of the most fun parts uh, of his career as Jason were the scenes in Times Square. He said that people watching all lined up down the block. They're watching the film, um, and he didn't want to take off the mask and break character, so that once in a while he'd, like, turn his head and look at them, and they'd all go crazy. (laughs) That's so funny. I would love that. <laughs> um, Kane Hodder vomited on cue in the final scene after drinking several pitches of water. This was not a special effect. Gross. <laughs> uh, I used to have a, a friend. Well, he wasn't really a friend, but I used to know this kid growing up that could throw up on command and he was vile. And he, we would disgusting. go to the park. As homeschooler kids, we would go to the park and hang out, and he would, like, fucking vomit on the benches. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Needless to say, do not know him anymore. <laughs> that is disgusting. It's like it the kid disgusting. that could, like, there'd be, like, a kid in class that could turn their eyelids inside out. Do you remember that? Oh, I hate that, too. Oh. It's so just disturbing. You get, you get them tapping you on the shoulder, and you turn around, and they'd be there. I would I'd punch somebody if they did that to me. (laughs) We actually did um, that stunt in Jackass. We had a thing where me and my friend, we used to be obsessed with Jackass and obviously do the thing where it says not to do and try and recreate the things that they do. (laughs) And uh, one of those was drink a load of milk, like gallons Mm. and gallons of milk. (laughs) My friend Adam, he's probably not listening to this, but... um, he used to be my best friend at the time, and um, he drank all the milk, and 
it, it didn't work for ages. We were like, what, what's going on? Like he just kept drinking and drinking it. And uh, I was like, get on the swing. We had like a swing set in the garden at the time. Oh. <laughs> I was like, maybe that'll get things moving. I've still got the video footage of this somewhere. And, I uh, hate milk. Like I literally hate milk. <laughs> and then it didn't work after the swing. And we were like, oh, fuck it. And I was filming the whole time on this like, old school camcorder, you know, with like an actual like VCR nice. cassette in it nice um, <laughs> for those who don't know what that is i'm just kidding <laughs> filming the whole time and uh and then when we gave up and thought it's not going to work we sat down in the garden and i turned off the camera and then all of a sudden he adam was just sat there on the chair and he just projectile just vomited everywhere <laughs> and i just grabbed the camera and turned it on but obviously because it was such an old school one it took a while to boot up oh no tried to and I missed it. I just got the aftermath of it just everywhere. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, we I, we my, should probably put a trigger warning on this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. If they've watched Jason Takes Manhattan, they've got to have a strong stomach. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then my dog came along and started... No, stop! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my mum and my sister came home. And I've got footage of my sister just, like, coming across the vomit in the garden and just going, what is this? What is all over the floor? And me and Adam just giggling like girls um, <laughs> and me getting into trouble by my mum. Uh, oh, those were the days. <laughs> mm. Fun fact, we called our jackass video Jackass because we're British. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to. It would be funny if they had a British version of that. They do actually. It's called Dirty Sanchez, um, and it's a Welsh version, and it's actually oh, okay. more. Oh, it's pretty fucking gross, Dirty Sanchez. Um, yeah, no, thanks. I'm good. I saw that live on stage once at Leeds Festival. Um, they they came to Leeds and did stuff on stage, and I had to leave because it was so disgusting. <laughs> no, don't tell me then. I don't want to know. <laughs> Honestly, I can't really remember. I think I was drunk, but I I was like ready to hurl, so I had to leave the tent. Anyway, let's talk, <laughs> talk about this gross film. Um, what else have we got next? Um, in the diner, the man that Jason throws into the mirror is Ken Kersinger who went on to play Jason in Freddy vs. Jason in 2003. Um, also that guy was huge. <laughs> he also doubles as Jason in this movie for three brief shots. Most of the cast had a Friday the 13th marathon and watched parts one through seven the day prior to shooting, and they were yeah, intent on me. making part eight the best one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the original script, when Jason makes it to the dock, a dog starts barking at him and he kicks it. And <gasps> Kane Hodder felt that kicking the dog was going too far, so the scene was dropped. Yeah, because I don't feel like he would kick a dog because he didn't hurt no. kids. So why would he hurt a dog? Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. He didn't this hurt the dog it. in the, uh, I don't remember which one it is. Which one is, is the one where the dog jumps out the window? Um, oh yeah gordon as part four gordon just gets the fuck out of there yeah one. but he yeah. does eat a dog in part two muffin oh that's right <laughs> bastard but i mean th that just makes me love kane even more that he said no to that scene um okay so charlene martin 
the girl who um, tried to seduce her teacher. Um, so she initially expressed discomfort at being filmed nude for the shower scene. Um, to put her at ease, director Rob Hedden uh, borrowed a page from Theatre and Film Law and stripped down fully nude and walked into the shower himself to show how easy it was. Um, Ew. He, <laughs> he didn't realise that the camera was rolling at the time and when the producers watched the dailies the next morning, they were very confused as to why the director was standing completely nude in the shower talking to one of its young actresses. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so apparently he said that that helped her lose her inhibitions and film the shower scene uh, and death scene fully nude. Um, however, um, the the stunt scene where she's thrown into the window in the mirror, uh, that's someone different as a stunt a stunt performer uh, who had to do that fully nude. Uh, so the only people no, that saw you. her nude was Kane and the director. Um, so yeah, bit of a weird one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> So there's graffiti in the subway that says Jason lives. Well, that was pretty cool. Oh, I didn't see that. And here's one for you, Ashley. So the cruise ship is named Lazarus. Can you guess any significance of that name? Hmm, maybe it's because Jason comes back to life like Lazarus? That's right. The biblical <laughs> came back from the death. <laughs> um, I like the name Lazarus, though. It's cool. So, in the scene where Jason reaches through the porthole and grabs Rene, um, apparently she was really scared and that terror was real because just inches from her face was a very large, sharp piece of glass um, Mm. that was stuck in the window frame. You can actually see it very clearly. And he was, like, pulling her closer and closer towards it, (laughs) unknowingly. Oh, jeez. Um, that's that's also a famous like meme that that scene, isn't it? Where it's uh, choke me, daddy. And it's yeah. <laughs> um, Jensen Daggett, who played Rennie, was one of the few actors that was actually a teenager at the time. She was 19 years old at the time of shooting, um, and she was also the youngest actress to play a lead female role in all of the Friday the 13th films. Um, but I guess that's usual, though, isn't it? Like a lot of like the Scream cast weren't teenagers, were they? Like they were in their twenties. Yeah, like, they were definitely, um, definitely in their twenties. But, but at what age do you leave high school in America? Uh, seventeen, eighteen, I think. I graduated right, so that, when I was seventeen, but I mean, I was homeschooled, so it doesn't matter me for me. <laughs> so that's older than us, because we we leave we leave high school when we're like fifteen, sixteen. Um, and then we start college at like 16, 17. Oh, I didn't know that. That's weird. Um, so Law Park Lincoln originally wanted to sign on to reprise her role as Tina Shepard in part eight, but she wanted a higher salary than what she was paid for in part eight, uh, part seven. And Paramount told her that the budget could not afford to pay her any more than what she wanted. And because of this, she turned down the part. Um, so then Paramount decided to rewrite the entire script for part eight and take the movie in a whole new direction um, and just excluded the character of Tina completely. Um, the disco scene where Eva is killed by Jason on the cruise ship was actually a leftover uh, scene from the original script. 
uh, where this scene would have taken place in a glitzy New York nightclub instead. And uh, the, the scene that they filmed on the ship for the movie took over 14 hours to complete. Wow. It's I also like that scene, Yeah. It's also a significant scene because it's the first time in the series where Jason kills one of his victims by strangulation, which is hard to believe. Eight movies yeah. later, you'd think he'd choked someone to death by now, but no. Right. Um, the original scripted ending featured Jason being completely melted by toxic waste and his soul finally being released. But the studio changed it so that if there were a chance of a sequel, they didn't write themselves into a corner. Um, but I kind of feel like it was still written into a corner with him being a child, right? So yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and finally, Saffron Henderson, who played JJ, the girl with the guitar. That guitar was awesome. <laughs> she was voted number 12 on the list of the top 12 boobs in Friday the 13th. Um, even though I'm pretty damn certain you don't actually get to see her boobs in this movie. so whatever. Yeah, as so I was thinking, I don't remember her being topless at all. Yeah. Um, however, Kelly Who, who played the girl that did coke with the blonde girl, um, <laughs> she was voted number seven in the top ten hotties of Friday the 13th. Yeah, she was pretty. I liked her yeah, a lot. Uh, I think I've got one more. Oh, yeah, there is one more. So... Writer and director Rob Hedden, he wanted to portray Jason Voorhees as more of a supernatural entity rather than just a walking corpse. Um, and Rennie's visions were more than just her own hallucinations because her dog Toby saw one of them. So I'm dying to hear your initial thoughts on this one. Tell me what you, th- what you thought about it. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so campy and fun and I love the idea of being on a cruise ship and it was just wonky. It was just silly fun. Yeah, I'm so glad. I mean, I I echo those thoughts. I like this film. I like it a lot. Um it's a guilty pleasure for me. Like I'm well aware it's technically a terrible movie, but you know, for many reasons which we'll get into, but I always say that I don't rate movies on if they're good or not. I rate them on my enjoyment. And man, do I enjoy this film. Yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. I was like, okay. um, I just have a big, goofy smile on my face throughout when I'm watching this. Like, it's just so much fun for me. I always look forward to putting this one on. Like, pacing's tight. It's got inventive kills. It's actually scary. Um, and Kane Hodder returning as Jason. You know, he's so good in this. I also love his look in this. I love slimy Jason. It's one of my favourite looks of his. So stoked that I got to meet Kane and have a photo op in that, that costume. Cool. Like, I'm looking at it right now. He's crushing my head in this photo. And it's Jason takes Manhattan Jason. And it's just, <laughs> I love it. He's just a slimy in real life. Um, and I, I like the characters in this. You know, there's ones you love to hate. There's ones you're rooting for. I love the setting. You know, I grew up on boats and lakes, so I like spending time there. <laughs> um, I mean, I also had a layover in New York Airport once, so I probably spent as much time there as we did in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the music. I love the cinematography. It's super cheesy and ridiculous. You know, it's right on my street. I enjoy it a lot. And I think it's underrated. Yeah. 
I have a a weird way of taking notes. I just like write one or two things, um, like for each scene. My first one was great '80s intro, perfect song, just so good. Just so, I was like oh, the song. I love love that the song. The beginning got me so pumped up for it. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is this is my this is my vibe right here. Like this is '80s. It's almost like and- a- a tease though isn't it because it's just like oh look at new york look listen to this song like you're so excited for it and you think you're going to get right into it there um but you don't until the end which we'll which we'll get to again <laughs> it is but, an amazing I mean, I opening i wasn't really disappointed with the fact mm. that they did it on the cruise ship to be honest That's um good. But yeah, yeah song, it, it was okay by metropolis uh, uh, it's called darker side of night and it's such a powerful song in the opening credits. Like it just, it's up there with yeah, "Man in the like Mask" it. by Alice Cooper for me. Like it's one of the best yeah. uh, Friday songs for sure. Um, but yeah, should we get into the story then? So the movie starts uh, with the two teenagers on the boat on Crystal Lake, having the, the most awkward sex scene. <laughs> and That's he's what uh, I have right here. I, I love the whole like opening where he's like describing jason the legend of jason the story you know it's a nice like quick concise and effective catch-up without like you know doing that thing with the old footage and that you know it's yeah for it's sure. just explained very quickly in a, in a cool campy way um and uh then he he plays a prank on his girlfriend he yeah has the mask. Down, worst prank ever <laughs> <laughs> i want to know though like how, where's that mask from? I mean, I know I've I've had this gripe before about there was no trick or treat studios back then, uh, no spirit Halloween, but I mean that looks like it's got the it's got the right um, it's got the the dint in it as well, not the dint the uh, the cut in the top, you know, like from the axe from part four and like it's very accurate. Um, yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so is there just like a a, a store like selling replicas? And that's where he's got it from. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's it's funny because obviously he then reanimates him by dropping the anchor, which then triggers a, an electrical wire under the <laughs> under the lake. <laughs> which I guess I mean he's he's underneath the jetty, which uh, Tina uh, you know threw on top of him, and now he's trapped. But this is kind of like. You know, Jason lives where he gets like the lightning bolt. He's getting reanimated by electric mm-hmm. underwater this time. Um, I actually love the way they did it. I thought it was genius. Like, just it's so very ridiculous. swamp thing, swamp monster type. Yeah. Like he like comes out and he's all mossy and stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I love the way he looks in this. Like he's just slimy throughout the whole thing, which is yeah, just so, super. so cool looking. Um. And then, and then we get introduced. Obviously, that they 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 die. Uh, some good kills there. Uh, they, again, this got butchered though. A lot got cut out by the the, the ratings ratings board. Um, the, that scene though, where the girl is kind of like she's in that. She, he opens like the hatch, and she's like down below there, and she's like screaming. She has like so much time. And so much space to move away. Do you know, I know. what I mean? Oh, just... that, yeah, that part made me laugh too because he, he went so slow. <laughs> like for some reason, he just decided that he was going to take his time on that kill. I was like, okay. And there's so, <laughs> so much room around her. Like 
it's like that trope, isn't it? Where like, you know, someone's chasing someone in a car or something and you just think, just move to the side. Like you, you don't have to like <laughs> just move out the way. <laughs> but it makes me laugh. It's it's great. Um so they get killed and then obviously Jason's back and we get introduced to the SS Lazarus. Um so this is the, the boat crazy guy. that's setting sail from Crystal Lake to New York City <laughs> to celebrate the graduation of a senior class. Um so along for the ride there is biology teacher Dr. McCulloch and his niece Renee or Renee. Um, English teacher Colleen Van Dusen and JJ. Um, I've got on my notes here that JJ, uh, the actor's name is Saffron Henderson, and she was the voice of Kid Goku on Dragon Ball Z, which I didn't watch myself. No, I didn't either. Uh, That's so cool. Julius Gore, he's the boxer, and um, (laughs) he's the guy uh, who we were speaking to Peter Anthony on our Roseblood Patreon episode about, um, who he wrote into that um, as the Duke's son. Um, that's the one oh, he was talking about. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I get it. Um, so, un- uncanon in, in official uh, Friday law, but that's the little nod that Peter put in. Um, I like it. So, uh, we also get the popular girls, Tamara and Eva. Um, Kelly Who, who played Eva, was in The Scorpion King, apparently. Oh, I don't um, know. I haven't watched that movie, I don't think. And we also Wait, get... yeah, I have, because it has that really terrible animated scene. Like, the worst animated scene ever. Honestly, I don't Have you ever seen it? It's been so long. I always get it mixed up with The Mummy. It's a similar thing, isn't it? Yeah, but, like... Isn't The Rock in it? Everything else in the movie was, like, done really well, except for that one scene. <laughs> right. We have to revisit it um and then we get student wayne which is i think the dude with the glasses in the video cam oh, wayne <laughs> and, uh, how could we forget toby the dog of course oh. um so yeah so there's that so that's our setting and then basically everyone apart from the teachers rennie julius sean and toby are killed so they escape on a raft to new york city where Jason hitches a ride on the bottom of their raft and then stalks them in the Big Apple. <laughs> so let's just address the elephant in the room first. So this movie probably should have been titled Jason Takes a Cruise. You know, yeah. he's literally in New York for the last half an hour of the movie. And even then, 99% of that was filmed in Los Angeles and Vancouver. So technically only five minutes of actual footage shot on location in New York City. Um, you know, even the interior subway shots weren't New York. And first time I watched this, it really bothered me greatly because the whole way through, I was thinking, when the hell are they going to get to New York? Like, but when you know it doesn't actually really happen, like, I'm totally fine with it. Like, it's just the title of the movie. You know, it doesn't actually affect how enjoyable it actually is. You know, I have a blast on the weird cruise ship. <laughs> but you didn't mind the fact that we didn't spend long in New York. No, it didn't bother me. That's good. There's also a second elephant in the room that we need to talk about. Just how the hell do you get to New York from a lake? I have no <laughs> idea. And there's a third <laughs> elephant, in my opinion, is 
the fuck what, what like the girl she was in the water and then the kid Jason pulled her down and then the adult Jason is following her I don't know that to me was very confusing. yeah I mean that was a weird backstory with Rennie having that history with Jason like it's a real stretch like yeah that but... was a real stretch because it was like <laughs> Is she connected to him somehow? Does she have powers like Tina? Like, it didn't explain it. Even whenever they did the little flashback thing, it was... I I didn't get any of that. I literally just thought it's all just one crazy coincidence. Like, it's all just, like, happenstance. And I'm fine with that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I didn't care too much. I was just like, okay, but... On to the killing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. what did you think about that backstory of her with her uncle pushing her in the lake? <laughs> Man, that uncle guy was a douche. He made me mad <laughs> the, the entire worst. movie. Like, anything anybody did, he was so critical of it. I was like, bro, like, people are dying and you are still acting like a jerk. Like, There's a lot of people in the Friday group that... um say that th- there's a subtext there with him and her and like something more going on like reason why like the reason why he was so protective but weird towards her at the same time there's a lot of speculation that could be you know you could look into that more and it could get quite dark um i could but see that but at the end of the day dude was a fucking asshole like who yeah. does that to a kid like <laughs> that whole scene, right exactly i so mean i know cruel. that parents parents do tend to like throw their toddlers in through the water because I guess like that's the way you're supposed to teach babies to swim. I don't know. I'm glad that that didn't happen to me. I'm terrified of water. I'll go in, but I'm terrified of it. Um, but that's such a douche move too. Like he wasn't even joking about it. He was like being dead serious. The, the, the like, worst part is like he told her that story about Jason and then pushed her in. Like right, exactly. And then later on, he's like, "Oh, well, I saved your life." And it's like, "No, <laughs> jerk, you caused <laughs> me to almost die. You saving my life, like, doesn't take from the part. I mean, doesn't um, you know, make up for the part where yeah. you pushed me in." <laughs> it's like pushing someone out onto a curb and the most getting hit by a car and then you're pulling them back in time and going, oh, I've just saved your life. You know, like... Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny in that bit as well where, like, she pushes him down and he, like, falls onto, like, this, like, bag of, like, newspaper shreds and he just goes, oh! <laughs> I just love she to hate his done worse than that. Yeah. Find a but, dirty diaper in the trash can and shove it in his face or something. I mean, he gets his comeuppance though. Let's be honest. Yeah. Jason, that, like sludge. In that, that fucking that barrel of. I mean, that looks almost like toxic waste. It was like I know. I was uh, like, why would there be toxic waste? But I don't know. I've just... only been to New York once, so I don't know anything. <laughs> well, remember, this was Vancouver, so it was dirty Vancouver water. Okay, sorry, Vancouver. <laughs> Is that Vancouver, Canada? Yes, yes, that okay. that dead rat definitely looks Canadian. So yeah, because well, there's a Vancouver, Washington state. Oh right, okay. Yeah, and that's where um I I have family that lives there, so I always that get confused. Me. 
it annoys me the way they call places the same thing. Like, there's a Hollywood in Florida. Like, come on. Like, is there? Just, yeah. Like, there's a, a Paris, Texas. I think there's a China, Texas. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is, I'm sure there's a Southport in Australia as well. Because that's where I'm yeah, from. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Southport, England. Um, so going back to that scene where the uncle pushes her in the lake, these, this flashback scene all them years ago. So what did you take away from that? Did you think that that was really kid Jason in the lake? Or do you think that was just No. Her, I think it was her, her anxiety. Out. Yeah, because I think about that stuff too. So I don't know if I ever told you, but when I was a kid... Uh, we would go swimming in in the um, public pool as a like a church group, and the pastor of the church would grab my leg and pull me into the middle of the pool, which was like twelve feet deep, and just hold me there. And like while I'm screaming and crying, and he would just be laughing and laughing and laughing. So that <laughs> part really kind of was like stuck with me because like oh that has happened to me. <laughs> That's horrible. That is really evil. It is. It was. He did it to me all the time, too. And now, like, anytime I'm, like, treading water at any point in any kind of water, I think about that. I'm like, something's going to come and grab my leg. Even when you step in, like, a puddle, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Somebody's going to come suck me down. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I thought about it, because I was trying to think about the timing of it all. Like, could it physically be possible for kid Jason to be still around then? But no, because no, that happened. Too much time's passed. Yeah, that happened way, way far away. Because she yeah. was only like a teenager in in the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so it I could only would... could only have been like ten years at the most, right? Yeah, but I don't understand why she kept seeing him. Yeah. Because, like, in my <laughs> mind, whenever I was first watching it, I was like, okay, maybe she had a little brother who drowned in. Oh, yeah. um, that would have made a lot more sense. That would have made a better story. Yeah, like who drowned in the same lake. Yeah. And something between like him and Jason or something. Like that would have made more sense than her just seeing yeah. kid Jason. And that would have and explained like the Jason... two completely different looking kids as well. Because one had like dark hair and yeah. looked completely different. And like, did you notice that all of a sudden one of the kids had like the Jason weird eye prosthetic on? And then the other one yeah, didn't. Yeah, and then he didn't. They kept changing. Yeah. Oh, whatever. But. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do. Just go, that, whatever. Despite all of that, I loved the music. I loved the clothes. Um, mm. uh, Wayne and what was her name? The JJ. chick with the pink. JJ. Oh, yeah. both of them. So brilliant. I was like, I want to wear both of those outfits. <laughs> yeah, they were like, both cool as fuck, weren't they? Oh, they were so cool. And to get killed. By that pink guitar, holy mackerel, like, that was that's awesome. It's a, a great kill, that. And then uh, Wayne as well, getting thrown on to that thing and just getting electrocuted and blown oh, up. That poor was Wayne. Yeah, I like poor the fact Wayne. that he talked about himself in third person. <laughs> yeah. Relate to Wayne. Yeah, I have a, oh no, his glasses, Wayne! <laughs> that's a little note I have. Um, I just want to quickly go back to um the fact that they managed to get to new york from a boat in a lake um because we just glossed over that because this is really oh yeah we did just so many years. <laughs> like does a lake like 
attached to a river that goes to New York. Is the ri- so this is technically possible, right? I mean, technically it could, but honestly, lakes are usually like self-contained like yeah self-contained yeah. bodies of water uh, you know but who knows it was the yeah. 80s anything could fly <laughs> lakes were different back then <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> there were different rules <laughs> i mean or it could have just been not a lake and they just called it a lake you know yeah sometimes that happens too i mean i went deep on this i started looking into on google maps looking at manhattan looking at the bodies of water around that area near the, <laughs> near the Statue of Liberty and looking to see if there was anywhere across from there that looked like lakes that fed into the sea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And to be fair, like, there were a few of them, a few, like, lakes and, like, rivers around there that it is possible, but it still bugs me that it, they call it Camp Crystal I- Lake. <laughs> yeah and i feel like it would take a long time too yeah it's not something that just like happens in a day an unusual thing from... like as well for, for like a, a high school graduating class to like get a cruise to new york to celebrate i've never heard of anything like that happening um i don't know i i don't you know me i don't know anything about that stuff i know like growing up they would have like lock-ins and stuff for kids but never like heard anything about like spending that much money and doing all that stuff yeah i mean yeah weird idea but it really works for the film in my opinion because you there's nowhere for any of them to go you know they're trapped on that boat it's like snakes on a plane you know like it just it creates for some chaos and some funny kills and interesting like stalking scenes you know like yeah it, it works in my opinion you know, people make fun of this movie all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, Jason takes a cruise. But if that's what the title was, I don't think people would make as fun of it so much, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they, only, they only make fun of it because it's the whole, oh, he only spends 10 minutes in New York. But, you know, I think Another thing that slasher. bugged me was the teenagers doing coke. <laughs> like, straight up. She was just like, ah. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? Like, I'm sure Coke was, I think Coke was a lot bigger in the 80s than it was. Oh, it was. It was huge. Yeah. Like, I think that was fairly normal. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know about high school students doing it. So, you know, blase. But let's talk about a couple of scenes that follow after that, that are wild. So, first of all, um, Rennie catches them doing it. And um, what's the girl called, the blonde one? Tamara. So Tamara then thinks that she's going to rat on them. And so then she pushes her overboard, um, which is just like completely out out of the blue and just like, whoa, that's a bit harsh. She could have like drowned and died, you know, and she's just laughing about it. Um, She gets pulled back on board and then the weird crazy uncle just kind of like shouts at everyone for no reason and is just an <laughs> arsehole for, to everyone just for trying to help her and he's like get away um, leave her alone it's like what <laughs> so let me just ask like when you were in high school um was there mean girls like that like i i there's always that um, mean girl trope in in movies 
And I always wonder if that's true. I mean, I don't really. Yes. I remember boys being more mean to me than girls when I was growing up. Um, There's mean kids all around. Like, literally, I mean, I was bullied badly in high school, like, mainly by dudes. Um, I actually hung out with girls most of the time because I got on with them better. But, I mean, yeah, like, dudes could be really fucking mean. And, you know, I used to get pushed down the stairs and and they'd laugh about it, you know. Um, oh geez i only so, like um this is gonna sound really bad but like my best friend i don't know what it was it was like a little partner friendship whenever she would like hit me out of the blue and like um think fast <laughs> and like people would laugh and i was like i don't understand why she's hitting me but it was like it didn't last long but i mean like i wasn't like physically hurt a lot but I was more emotionally and mentally hurt because like people were mean like even homeschool kids man (laughs) (laughs) did you have like your own sort of community then yeah 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 there was there's a there was a huge um homeschool community uh we didn't really we weren't really involved too much like I knew a bunch of the kids and stuff like that um my mom really didn't care for the moms in the group because they were all like karens and was uh, we was went all to the like, rest of well, was all the rest of them like as religious as your family or not oh yeah 100 percent, if not oh, more right, okay because i would get i would get in um like people would look down on my parents because of the way i dressed oh um, so you were like you're like the rebel of the home right i was the rebel <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, so we would like we once went to like what they called co-op, which was like oh we have a co-op. Oh, hang on a minute, we have a co-op supermarket. Oh yeah, no, we have a co-op supermarket too, but it was like I don't know why it was called co-op, but basically all the moms and the kids would get together, and I guess they would have like different little classes and stuff like that. Um, so like the moms would teach like whatever I don't even know. We went one time and like we were like this is a little too weird for us like this is a little too like homeschooled for us (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah isn't i'd love to watch like a documentary on on that community on like homeschooling in general because i've i've got a feeling that's a pretty interesting almost subculture to look into you know i feel like louis through to do should do like a documentary on that i mean i i think give stories and stuff like that and you know um I have I still have friends I'm still friends with some of the people that I was um that were homeschooled as well that's cool fun fact yeah. um Abby's sister is homeschooled and uh she met her boyfriend who she's with now uh because he was as well nice so. well Kevin was homeschooled too <laughs> Yeah, cool. but I mean, we we grew up in two different states, but yeah, um, like my first boyfriend, I met being homeschooled, like, but he was he was like a homeschool kid who loved South Park. I'll just say that. <laughs> I literally just started rewatching South Park from season one. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because obviously I'm in isolation now and. I was like, what can I do? Like, obviously, I've got loads of films to watch, but I want to, like, watch a TV show. And then 
I was thinking about yellow jackets because Rebecca was saying that she did that when she had COVID and I was like, oh, it seems too serious. And then I was just looking through Amazon and South Park popped up. I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to rewatch that from the beginning. So now's the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Started from the beginning. With our memes before memes. <laughs> Actually, that kid that you were talking about before who used to just vomit on cue, he's Stan from South Park. <laughs> yes, exactly. They both like they my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend and and him um were best friends. And the one that vomited hated me because I chose my uh <laughs> the other guy over him. And so like every time I was around him, he was just so mean to me. And uh, but yeah, they were both obsessed with uh, South Park and Jack Black and um, what's his name, Kyle from uh, Tenacious D. Oh yeah, Kyle Gass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we used to well, we we loved all that. That was my era growing up, and we also loved um Adam Sandler, like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. You know, all those. Happy Gilmore such a it? good movie. We used to quote like Billy Madison all day long. <laughs> that was the whole thing. And then I remember once when I went to my friend's house, sadly passed away now, Mike Williams, lovely, lovely guy. Um, and he introduced me to the South Park movie and I'd never seen it before. Oh, I'd man, seen a few episodes um, <laughs> and we were just like, this is transporting me back in time now. We just played on his Dreamcast. We were hanging out. We we're having a great day. And then he was like, oh, throw on this South Park movie. I was like, oh, I've not seen it before. He had it on VHS, stuck it onto his combo telly in his room. And <laughs> we were just laughing our asses off. Like, and his, his mum uh... came in. <laughs> Satan, is... Saddam, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> 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 I mean, that kind of shit wouldn't fly now, but it was so funny at the time. Oh, so and um, his mum came in halfway through and she was just <gasps> appalled that like he oh, was yeah, showing me sure. this film. And she was like, Chris's mum is going to be so mad that he's come over here and I've allowed him to watch this. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, going back to this film, though, something <laughs> that, a myth that I want to expel that this film may have uh, introduced you to was how close you are to teachers. Like, this girl was very close to the, the, the woman teacher, right? Because I thought it was like a mum or something or at least a relative. Mm-hmm. Um that was just a teacher of hers like that's like we're not that close to teachers like that doesn't happen um, yeah i didn't i didn't think it did oh and there's so many some... kids that they deal with on a daily basis <laughs> like why would they get attached to one in yeah. particular unless unless she has some sort of weird backstory the teacher herself where she's i don't know lost a child that that resembles her you know has a striking resemblance to her <laughs> And she's like, she's, yeah. she's my daughter now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we talked about how she pushed her in the lake, and that was a pretty wild scene. But even wilder is the one that comes after that, where uh, Tamara basically tries to seduce her teacher. Oh, very, that part was so uncomfortable. Very strange scene <laughs> that makes me laugh so much. <laughs> it's his acting in it that really gets me as well, where yeah. he's, he's like watching her take off her robe and then he's like "Ooh, what what are you doing stop it i'm your teacher (laughs) (laughs) the the fucking funniest thing and then he's like like, trying to resist her and oh my god 
that scene is just so fucking funny. That'd be so awkward. Ugh. Yuck. Um, so let's talk about the music. We touched on it before. We love the darker side of night by Metropolis and the opening credits. Um, but the score is actually the first one where we don't get Harry Manfredini, which is sad. Uh, it is but sad, we, but I still liked it. <laughs> yeah, we do get Fred Mullin from the New Blood returning. Um, and his score, you know, is fine. Um, it works um, for the film. I actually think that Harry Manfredini's score wouldn't have worked as well. I think it would have felt a bit out of place just because yeah. of the whole tone and vibe of the film is so completely different. Um, but the highlight for me in this is the badass 80s pop and rock soundtrack. Like I just love it so much. There's just so many songs that they cram in there and it just overtakes the score because you get all these proper 80s pop songs and rock songs in there and it's just it works so well doesn't it oh yeah it worked really well and i liked like just the atmosphere of everything and how the music really helped that the atmosphere was so good in this and the cinematography was so good like i love the colors in this film and the use of lighting like just the way they shot and framed everything. Like, you could tell there's a lot of thought that's gone into this one on how it looked, you know, how it was directed and how it was shot. It's actually one of my favourite-looking Friday movies. Like, I just think it looks amazing. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, did, did you notice also, the, colors, I mean, the colours in this? Yeah, the colours were great. The, the outfits were great. Yeah, the fashion I really, really felt like I, like captured the quintessential 80s vibe yeah totally it's like you know this was what 1988 did i say um so we're almost like coming into the 90s now but it feels like the 80s were at their strongest towards the end they were the most yes, 80s i 100% agree yeah <laughs> really got in its stride um what was your favorite kill it's a toss-up between the guitar and when Jason punches that kid's head off. <laughs> yeah, those are my two. Uh, I mean, it's good. You know, the boxing on the rooftop, that scene is so iconic. And then just when he literally punches his head off, it's just so fucking funny. Like the way yeah. it rolls off and lands in the bin and then the lid closes. I mean, yeah. come on, that's cinema at its finest, you know. Like, <laughs> fuck Shawshank Redemption. This is cinema. I've never seen you know. That. <laughs> You don't need to just watch it. <laughs> but yeah, I also loved when JJ gets killed by her own guitar. That flying V, that pink flying V is just so fucking cool. <laughs> just no. the way that he just swings at her with it. That whole scene's just so good. But yeah, that boxing scene on the rooftop, like so it's good. so clever, isn't it? The way that Jason just lets him wear himself out and he just takes the hits. Like and mm-hmm. Kane said as well to the actor, like don't don't pull your punches just go for it just hit me as hard as you can you know so it looks realistic and that's what he does you know it was all real was he wearing like padding though Kane. yeah Um, i don't know i think obviously like some of the suits a bit padded but i mean Kane can take a fucking punch like he's a fucking he's a machine um he's he's quite an uh, an unusual guy uh i don't know if i've told you the story but when he was at horicon um, my friend does the the panels, um, you know, where they interview them on stage. And um, he was interviewing Kane Hodder 
and before they went on stage, um, Kane came up behind Ben and just like pinched him on the arm like really fucking hard, and Ben just like turned to him and just said, "Are you fucking with me, Kane Hodder?" And Kane just laughed. And it was just like the the weirdest like exchange. <laughs> like it was almost like he was testing him, you know, like bef- you know to like to feel him out as a as a person <laughs> to see. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. So Kane is um, a strange guy, and it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if he wanna just wanted to be hit. Um, but I feel like I don't know. Sometimes when I see scenes like that, I'm like, man, would it be fun? just to beat somebody up like that (laughs) (laughs) not if you get bloody hands like that their knuckles look sore (laughs) just to keep punching and punching punching um but yeah great scene um a great kill what's your favorite scene in the movie um hmm that's a good question let me see (laughs) i mean i i found this one hard because i love so many scenes in it but for me I gotta go with the dance floor kill scene. Oh, yeah, that one was pretty cool. So yeah, so good. The colors, just the, the lighting, spinning, and the yeah, the directing and the acting, like and the music yeah. just booming in the background, like and Jason just keeps appearing and reappearing, like out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I really loved her outfit too. Yeah, she looked cool. But I guess that goes back to the um, the way that the director wanted to make him a supernatural force where he's just disappearing and then appearing. See, and that's what back. I was wondering, if, if that's mm-hmm. what, what it was. Yeah. But it worked. Think, yeah, it totally worked because it just, like, you felt her panic and her confusion and and it, and then he just chokes her in the most epic way and just throws her on the floor like a piece of garbage and there's, mm-hmm. like, a, a loud thud and then the music stops and it's silent and it's just so fucking effective, like... Honestly, I think it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire franchise. That yeah, that's just a so, great scene. So well I also done. liked the scene in the subway. I don't know why, but it just it was so ominous. Could you imagine just like sitting in the subway? I've never been in the subway, but oh, on the train, like, yeah, yeah, creepy guy <laughs> just comes in and he's chasing these kids, and you're just like, uh. <laughs> I love the way that just like all, all the New Yorkers just like don't bat an eye. They're just like, oh, it's another, I know. It's, it must be Wednesday, you know, like just another day in the city. Yeah, because when they went into the diner and they're like, oh, this guy's after us. And she's like, welcome to New York. Yeah. <laughs> so good. There's so many great one liners in this. Like, there's, there's a maniac trying to kill us. Welcome to New York. Um, take your best shot, motherfucker, as well, Julius. Before oh, you get yeah. His head that one was good. Uh, the uncle walking corpses are not real. That's a good one. Um, and then the scene with honorable mention to the scene with the punks where he kicks the boombox. So yes. funny. Like, you're dead meat slime bag. And then he just <laughs> like drowning. turns, lifts up his mask. And you don't see it, but you see their reaction. And they're just like, <laughs> oh shit, oh, it's okay, man. It's cool. So funny. Oh my god, that's so great! I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch this film for sure. Like, I'll, this is I'll, one of those. Well, go ahead. I, I re—I was gonna say I rewatch it all the time. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's just gonna be one of those films where it's just, <laughs> just fun background. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a good brainless watch. You know, if you're just feeling a bit under the weather, or you know, you just you just want something mindless to watch and just entertain. 
you know. It's also good too because even if you were like having it on in like the background and then you like would come back to it, it's like almost all the scenes are. Um, there's not really any like too many lulls in the movie. It, it yeah. pretty much just goes, you know. Oh, it's it, the pacing's great in it. I think it's it's really well paced. Um, and I think that's scene... why I didn't think it was that long because of the pacing. Yeah. I felt like the pacing was really good. I felt like the ending, the thing, and just as like a, a self-defense type of thing, but like when they're in the like alleyways and all this, I'm like, there are so many things you can do to like get away from him. There's just so <laughs> much. And then there was like no people. And I was like, that's not true because New York's full of people. Yeah. <laughs> But then when they finally got onto like the street and stuff like that, oh, I thought it was cool that they didn't even try to hide him. He was just straight on walking yeah. through. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck. He was just like walking through, kicking boom boxes. Um, where, where, when he arrives though, it's so funny, isn't it? When he sees that big billboard with the hockey, uh, the hockey mask on, mm-hmm. and he just like looks at it and like tilts his head, like that's me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt like he did such a good me? job with. He does such a good job with emotion. Yes. Kane's even with the mask that. on. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird how people it's do that. Weird. It's weird how like Michael Myers did it. And it's weird how that like, you can see the emotion even though you yeah. don't see their face. And that means right there that that's like wonderful acting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, favorite character then. Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> I mean, mine's Jason. Uh, J- yeah. Jason's just so awesome in this, you know. He's he's a hero, you know. He prevents a rape, he saves a young girl, yeah, and he gives her true. arsehole uncle his just desserts. You know, like yep. he's a hero in it. He's the hero that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> yeah, he's like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Uh, okay, so the most the weird scene for me was when they're in the alley and Rennie and Sean, right? What's his name? Um. Oh, the, we haven't talked about him at all. I don't even remember his name. I think it the was, guy Sean. That was I don't know. I didn't really. Actor. He was he was forgettable, so whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when they finally kiss, like that kiss was so awful. <laughs> like no there chemistry. was nothing. There yeah. was no chemistry there. There was no like it was a very awkward kiss. Like I felt nothing. I was like this yeah. is like really weird. He was I didn't feel a lot character. of like chemistry between them at all. No, not at all. He was he was an awful character, an awful actor. But um, you know, that's that's what you get with the Friday movie sometimes. <laughs> I feel like he wasn't even that distraught that his dad died either. Like Yeah. I don't know. And um there why were there some parts of the kills like that were in slow motion? Oh yeah, they look terrible, didn't they? Like the one with the captain, like he's slow, like yeah. a slow mo kill, and I was just like, "What is this?" And they're not all slow mo; they're all yeah, different. Just some of them, I think, obviously, because it it must have happened so quickly, and they wanted to to linger on it a bit more and make it look a bit more effective. Um, because I know one of your gripes in um, I think maybe it was part two. You said that the kills were too quick. Um, oh yeah. So here's what you get if you literally stretch them out <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, this is oh yeah. So we haven't talked about the ending at all. We we need to tackle that because what the fuck? <laughs> they go into yeah. the sewers, and then there's toxic waste getting flooded into the sewers, so they have to run away from it. 
but Jason don't understand Nicole that. in it. Like why? I mean, is that how, waste? Do they? Is that how they like clean the sewers? I mean, that I have surely no idea. Must be, there must be some sort of truth in that that they get flooded at a certain time. Doesn't that happen in Ghostbusters too? I don't know, but yeah, it's a I thing. Think it does. I remember. It's a thing, um, and then Jason gets caught in it. I mean, what? First of all, what did you think when he unmasked in this? Like, what did you think of that Jason face in this one? Oh, I didn't. It was just and, like, what? He looks so different weird, than all like, the other ones. A weird like scream growl that he comes out with. I was like, oh, it's quite scary though. Like, yeah. he looks quite scary, but it is. Uh, yeah, it's not as good as part seven. Um, it kind of looks fake. Um, but I still love it. Um, and then I love the vomit that the cane does. Like, it just, it's so gross. Um, and then he gets, like, what happens here? Like, this toxic waste comes in and burns and him away. Him? And melts him into a child. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I don't understand. Again, very open to interpretation. Is it symbolic or is he really being reduced to a child? Well, I don't know. We'll talk about Jason Goes to Hell next because, yeah, he's obviously not a child in that. I don't know how he gets back to Crystal Lake. I don't know. This is why I say this is where the Friday films end for me, officially, because everything after this doesn't follow on you know in my opinion he got killed in that sewer in new york he got you know completely obliterated by the toxic waste dissolved and that was just a symbolic this is rene you know hallucinating the symbolic dead jason yeah. kid <laughs> um, I that. unless you've got anything else you want to mention we'll do final thoughts um, no, I mean, we're on, like, there's, what, six more Jasons that we're going to watch? Uh, not even that many. I think we've got Jason Goes to Hell, then Jason X, and then Freddy vs. Jason, and then, and then the remake. 2019. Mm. So and that's then we're four, doing, and then the doing two, two more for the thing. Patreon. So, yeah, that's six. Yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay. But yeah, next, final. We have something awesome. Yes, we have something awesome. What? Oh, after. Oh yeah, yeah. After we finish the Fridays, we've got some interesting films coming up. That's for sure. I know Ash yeah. is going to be happy about at least one of them. <laughs> Apologies about that dog. He just wants to join in. Apparently, you hear that barking dog. Um. So final thoughts for me. I mean, I love this one. Um. I honestly think it gets a bad rap. You know, I think it's underrated. It's got a lot going for it, and. It's just so sad how the writer and director's like disowned the film. Like, I hope he knows like how much of a cult following this movie has now, and that there's so many people out there that love it, including me. You know, I'd I'd love to meet him one day and tell him myself. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was fun. Um, like I said, music, the style, the vibe, everything was good, and the kills were weird and creative. And um, I mean, most of the characters were likable. I mean, they weren't maybe not memorable, but they were likable, except for the te- uh, the one guy. I don't know. Was he a teacher? Was he a principal? What was he? I think he was just a biology teacher, because that's why she's Which... like, oh, 
it, uh, here's your biology project, and she draws oh, that right. shit on her. But why did he want her to do school while she was on? <laughs> she graduated. Boat? Yeah. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't know anything about public Nothing school, about but movie makes any sense. <laughs> that's great. But that's why like we it. love it. I mean, it's just a decent eighty slasher, isn't it? You know, it's just chaotic, um, and I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not one of the better ones in the franchise, but it's um, one of my favorites. So, you know, it's just pure 80s cheese and it's got a special yeah. place in my I, heart. We should do like a 80s theme, like an 80s slasher theme um, one day, like where we just watch all these like B-rated 80s slashers. Definitely. I'm all for that. Um, so ranking wise then, um, sadly for me, I've got to put it towards the bottom in my rankings, but purely just because the others are a little bit stronger for me. Yeah. Um, So my ranking goes six, one, two, three, five, then eight, uh, seven, four. So I'll put it above above the new blood, but behind a new beginning, (laughs) which you'll be... Mm horrified to hear <laughs> but I yeah just, i like one I just love roy <laughs> yeah roy is awesome uh one three you like six don't you yeah six eight definitely not five wait was it five that i hated yeah yeah five i don't know i'll have to sit down I, i'm sorry who is it that like to... wants us right. to rank it ryan Oh Ryan, yeah, Ryan likes a rank, so. So Ryan, next time. I will, I will write it down, and if I don't we'll... say it next time, I'll just message you because he showed he <laughs> he told me his top ten hotties. Oh yeah, he sent me that too. Actually, we should. Have you got time? Should we quickly go through them? Oh yeah, for sure. Because he sent me a picture. I don't know if he sent you the same one. Yeah, he but did. obviously we're referring to our uh, recent guest spot on the drunken horror podcast uh so if you haven't checked that out do it because it was such a fun episode uh we we guested talking about our favorite um horror movie crushes um yes we're going to check that out drunken horror podcast it's on everything that we're, we're on uh but yeah ryan sent in his top 10 horror movie crushes um so he's got the ramona flowers he said that she was in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Is that right? Yeah, and she was also in um, Final Destination. Yeah, I don't know her name, um, but everyone knows who I mean. She was Huntress in Birds of Prey as well. Um, and then he's got the next one along is, um, oh, fuck, what's her name? She's from Black Christmas. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was cool. That is a great shout because I think she's gorgeous and so good in that film can't wait to talk about that one with you unfortunately it's probably gonna be next christmas now because we've got something planned for this december <laughs> but we'll get there when we get there um and we then could he's got... do like a christmas horror thing for patreon that's true that's true uh next along he's got granny panties from no <laughs> from friday part uh i want to say three what which one's she from oh no two that's right i think it's is it two, two? Man, I call myself a fan. Um, yeah, he's got a soft spot for her. And then the nurse. Um, damn, he told me what she was from. American Werewolf. Yeah. 
Oh, that's yeah. Okay, that's so yeah. like specific. <laughs> he says he's got a thing about nurses, I guess, and uh, he said that he goes, she goes back with the dude, and uh, looks after him or something. He's like a Jewish boy, and he's like, it's like my uh-huh. dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then next along, we've got the girl that was in Halloween 2018, uh, the babysitter. Yeah. Very hot. Um, then Samara Weaving, that's one of his favourites. She was in she um, Ready awesome. or Not. Um, she was really good in uh, The Babysitter, too. Yes, very, very good in that. Um, and then the next one, the girl with the axe. Um, fuck, I've forgotten what he told me she was in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who she's. She is either. She looks familiar, though. Yeah. Shit, I forgot. Never mind. <laughs> and then we've got the girl from uh, Anatomy on Elm Street, the Dream Warriors. I haven't seen that one yet. You've got that to look forward to. And thank you very much for the shirt, by the way. I'm going to post a picture of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a cool shirt. Um, and then, of course, Neve Campbell. Of course. Duh. Yes. And then the girl from Gremlins. I don't know her name. But, yeah, that was his... That was his top ten. Yeah, y'all should uh y'all should give us your top top ten hotties, whether female, yeah. male, or whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about them. at least uh you know, I don't think anybody will say the the pole in hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the Queen Xena morph. Shout out to the... Luna <laughs> on Drunken Hour Podcast. Oh Luna, you are amazing. <laughs> was the highlight of the show. Um yeah, go and check out that episode. It's so much fun. Um so yeah, I guess that I guess that's it. I guess that's uh, kill two birds with one stone. Shout out as well uh, to the Drunken Horror Podcast. Go and listen to them. They've they've so done an great. episode on Scream, Child's Play, Rosemary's Baby, which I can now listen to because I've just watched it. Um, and they're going to do Suspiria remake next. Uh, which I'm, I'm not going to rewatch because that movie is rough. <laughs> it is rough, but I would. I don't like mean to that, and it's a it. bad movie. I mean, it's just it scared me so much. I don't think I could handle it again. <laughs> hey, don't uh, forget to watch Fresh while you're uh, while you're lounging around. You know, not being sick or anything. <laughs> I think I think that what I'll do is I'll save Fresh until we do it on the upcoming secret season we have because I want it to be fresh okay. in my mind. No <laughs> Uh, shout out to John Howard, uh, Nicole, Ryan Horn, and of course the musical maestro and composer of our wonderful theme song, Field Mouse. Everyone go and check out his music. Go to offbrandmusic.com for his solo stuff and all of her twitch.net for his band. And shout out to Peter Anthony, writer and director of the Friday 13th fan film Roseblood. Uh, we recently had Peter on a Patreon episode talking about that film. And it was such a good episode. Peter was such an awesome guest. Oh, so guest. good. It was so fun. He's so awesome. Yeah. So everyone go and check out Roseblood on YouTube. And then go and listen to our discussion with him over at patreon.com slash horrorhomeschool. Um, Ashley, do you have any special mentions or shout outs? Just as usual. Shout out to my mom and to my sister. They are uh, pretty much the only ones that I know that listen. <laughs> I, I can't believe they're listening still. Surely not. I don't Surely know. I don't actually don't know if they, they haven't really talked talked about it. So there's no way that up. your mum's listened to all these Friday the thirteenth episodes. Oh, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> um yeah, so go go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials, where you can listen to the show and merch. Um, yeah. 
new T Public store that we've just launched with lots of new designs and different styles. You can get it in hoodies, long sleeves, baseball shirts, which look really cool. Loads of different colors. Um, yeah, go check it out. If you go to horrorhomeschool.com, uh, scroll to the bottom and click on T Public, you'll go straight there. Um, and there you'll also find a link to our Patreon. So go and support us. All we're asking for is $1 a month and you get all these extra episodes. Uh, we've got four episodes up there right now. We've got three Friday 13th fan movie reviews and one episode of our spin-off show, Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod, uh, with many more to come. So if you like scary ghost stories, real-life paranormal encounters, go and listen to that. That was a great one with Owen. Um, so yeah, go and subscribe at patreon.com slash horrorhomeschool. Um, I'll put the link in the description of this show as well. And um, there you'll also get a coupon code to the Etsy store, which we're going to be refreshing soon too. Um, yeah, so loads of cool, exciting stuff to get stoked on. And you can send in your comments and questions. Uh, feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us, contact horrorhomeschool at gmail.com. And personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And me, underscore, Baberham Lincoln, underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, this voyage is doomed. <laughs>